0: Obesito and Janice Scantz and,
2: and Kevin and you know what it's funny on this one I get to sound the best because I'm the only one using an actual microphone. Oh
0: <laughs> yeah you always sound the best you have a great great radio voice. To has a really good voice too and I just can't help it I can't help
2: it. <laughs> I could switch it to where you guys had good mics and I was on a phone. I would much prefer that I promise
0: <laughs> I,
2: I'm, just- I'm not nearly as important.
0: You know, I changed my Siri to a guy with a British accent. So whenever I ask, whenever I talk to Siri, I do that, and I always think, "Gosh, I wish I could just press a button and change my accent at that like Siri."
1: (laughs) I love that British guy. I know so many people who do that, and it cracks me up actually. Uh Turn left. <laughs> i have the worst british accent you know who can do a really good british accent is anna print she, she can so good
0: she's so good at that. you can kev
2: no i'm actually really good at impressions but i'm not good at doing accents like <gasps> well, can,
0: who can you who can you mimic
2: i'll make a list sometime and we'll go i'll go through them for you
0: Maybe that's an upcoming show. You
2: can do lots. Maybe
1: so. I can
2: imitate like a line of an accent in someone's voice, but I can't like freelance or just, you know, instinctively speak with that accent. Like I can't do that at all.
0: Kevin, I'm so impressed with that. Yeah, we'll have to do that episode.
2: One of my many little hidden talents. Uh,
0: today Today we're recording
1: remotely. Kevin's at his apartment. I'm home. Janice is home because Kev has a bum car. Yes. Couldn't get to the studio. Yes. Such a bummer.
2: Yeah, and it's not even a very old car. I promise I don't drive a beater or anything, but this is like the second time <laughs> the battery, and I've only had the car five years. I'm like, I think maybe my... Yeah, oh. A lot quicker than they should be, but...
0: Yeah, yeah that's
1: going to seem right. We yeah. were
2: talking before, then there really is no This
1: is a Honda, car right?
2: Car trouble. Yes. It is a Honda. Honda Civic.
0: I totally... I told him though, Toba, so so for the yeah. listeners, we were going to be at the Lake House today recording because we were going to spend the day there and kind of do some planning. But I told Kevin earlier, I'm I'm glad that didn't happen to his car in at Lake Athens because it would have been a much bigger deal to get it home.
2: Definitely. Oh, yes.
1: Totally. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm really glad it happened yesterday, even though I wish it never happened at all.
2: I'm kind of glad i know. in Addison rather than after I got all the way to my parents' house in Flower Mound. Even that would have been a little harder to deal with.
0: Yeah, so annoying.
2: But by next episode, don't worry. We'll be back in the studio, even if I have to walk. <laughs>
0: even if I have um, to walk.
1: <laughs> I'll come walk get you, Kevin. Right. Yeah, can- <laughs> okay, so we need to thank our sponsor for today, sweet little Mindy Frank. Mindy oh, Frank, how cute is that name? So Mindy cute. Frank. She's Thank a, you, a Mandy. Dear, Yeah, dear, dear, dear old soul who I love deeply and she's a great listener, a great sponsor and she, um, she's awesome. So, and we love and are so grateful for all of our listeners and all of our sponsors. If you have been listening for a while and you would like to um, sponsor an upcoming episode, we would really, really appreciate it. Uh, we make it super easy. All you have to do is Venmo at TOVID or go to TovacSedo.com and click on the remedy and you can easily make a contribution. So um keep us afloat. Um we are coming up on well, we're I think I think maybe right around now we're passing three years. So we're about to start our fourth year doing this all together. And
2: and we just, just hit the just, 150 mark, right? Of episodes? Yeah.
1: Just hit no. yeah. Last week was one hundred and fifty, so we're killing it, peeps, and it's all because of our incredible listeners. So thank you, really? thank you, thank you for people who listen. And I'm super excited about our topic today. It was also um one of our listeners um, uh, wrote t- to us on through our email and gave us this great idea of how to not let our relationships die. So um, she wrote a very long, very personal, we really appreciated it, very um, intimate and detailed uh, email about how, how her, you know, she's been married for a really long time. She has kids. She's made this huge investment in a relationship. And now she's just, Not feeling it anymore and so she's wondering like how do you what do you do what do you do when the flame dies and I mean it it was so heartfelt her email and I really appreciated her transparency and honesty and I thought god that's just a great idea Janice and I both thought it was just a phenomenal idea because what I can promise um is that she's not the only one
0: no (laughs) no I mean she is not the only one Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it is, it's just so difficult when you are, have been in a marriage for a very long time. If you realize that you just don't know that you can do it anymore after you've tried a lot of things, it's a, it's a heartbreak and a such an inside struggle because of the effects that it has on so many people. So we have decided to break it down into basically three parts and, um, and so, so we can go through how to keep the fire going. And then when it starts to Dwayne, what we do with that, and then what do you do when if the fire has died? So, um, so yeah, we'll hopefully be able to help some people who are struggling in their marriage and, you know, it is you, it is two human beings. And so marriages are going to have rocky spots. They just are. Because we, indiv- as individuals, have rocky spots. So I don't want, if you're in the middle of something that's a little rocky right now, I don't want you to feel, you know, like you're inadequate or anything. It just may be some things that need to be tweeted. So um, anyway, every a lot of people struggle with this very thing. And, um, and a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, but there are certainly occasions when people are so, Afraid to get out of their marriage, that they decide to take their own lives because oftentimes depression accompanies that. So, we're going. We want to give you guys some options. So, if you're struggling with anything like that, we can lift that heavy load maybe for you a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think this is such an important topic. I mean, we were we were talking about it a little bit before, but both of us experience this in our marriage to different degrees. I mean, I, you experienced, maybe maybe we experienced it differently and for different reasons. My, my affection and desire to continue my marriage um, waned after our trust was broken. And, and it was really difficult when one of the deal breakers that I had about my marriage was broken to to think about um to think about giving it another chance i i just couldn't get past it i could not get past the betrayal and um and that that made it very difficult to even have a desire to rekindle i think that that happens but i also think that so that's like an abrupt change you know instance, you know, you're, you think everything's fine, you know, one day and then it's not the next and everything changes. I think there's that. And then I also think there's that, that slow bleed, like you, you know, it's like a little bit of air comes out of the balloon every day for years. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're in a loveless marriage
2: and nothing like
1: catastrophic or traumatic happened. And, and I think honestly, that might make it even more difficult to, to feel like you're justified to go because nothing bad has happened. Um, you just lost that love and feeling, you know? Well,
0: I, I, I think that there are, I think that when those, when those loving feelings are gone, there have been things bad that have happened in the marriage, but I mm. think maybe not catastrophic as some. You know, I think there are some deal breakers that are absolutes for people, but it's more like a a slow drip of, you know, maybe being uh, unkind to one another or being silent, Do you know, some of those behaviors or for if you're working way too much or your husband is working way too much and then doesn't seem to help or you you're working too much and you're so tired that you the thought of holding his hand or having sex makes you think you're going to die because all you want to do is go to sleep I mean so there's also the accumulation of ineffective relationships that have been taking place in order for that to start to die because when we right,
1: Janice you are exactly right
0: You know, I think that when each of us married, get married, I think it is very rare that people will marry and think, I'm not sure that this is going to work. Although I think that does happen sometimes that they're too big into planning the wedding that they think, oh gosh, how do I ever get out of this? Because I don't think I want to marry this person. But I think that most of the times when we're standing at the altar, we're looking at this person and we are planning on being with that person for the rest of our life and so that we go into it thinking almost like a good marriage is something that happens to us but it uh, typically a good marriage is something that we do throughout the marriage to keep it going you know so um you know, so that it, so that you can maintain. That's really good, Janet. I, I think that it, there are waves in a marriage too. I think there are sometimes when you're thinking, oh, "I'm so happy in this marriage," and then I think there are times when you're like, "Okay, well, this is a little boring, or it's not quite as thrilling, or you know, whatever that is." Uh, and by the way, COVID has been very interesting because there have been some marriages that have really thrived through it but there have been a lot of marriages that just kind of had a little bit of too much togetherness and sometimes you need some space yeah you know so but I do think that there are things that we can do in a marriage that can help to keep that those flames alive don't you Toba? oh I absolutely do and I think I mean we use the word intention a lot yes I mean, yes. I look at your
1: marriage with Tom and you are very intentional I, I think about my relationship with Craig I try really hard to be very intentional about investing in the relationship on a daily basis because it I don't I do, I have seen, and I have experienced the drip, you know, and I have experienced yeah. the, the catastrophic and, and I think it's easy. I think it's really easy to take relationships for granted. You know, I think, I think it's really easy to take all of our relationships for granted. Um, but, and so I think it, for me, it starts with, you know, like you said, I mean, I I get to officiate weddings all the time, and before I officiate these weddings, I I do premarital counseling with every single one of these couples, and they're so cute, and they're so in love, yeah, and, and they have such big dreams and big plans, and and it's I mean I cannot wrap my arm or my arms around the fact that some of these couples that are precious and so in love our statistics tell me that 60% of these people sitting on my couch are going to get divorced and that is so hard for me to believe because and of the way they look at each other the way they talk about each other the way they love each other it's like how does it happen how how does it happen
0: well, and like you say, 60% of those couples are not going to make it. And then I don't know what the what the remaining percentage would be of people who just may who are comfortably miserable for a long period of their life or the rest of their life, which used to be what people did because t- divorce was so taboo for so very long. And um and so people would just kind of gut it up and and be comfortably miserable. I remember my grand, my father's mother and dad. They were married for. I mean, we celebrated their fiftieth wedding anniversary. Um, and but I don't ever remember seeing them touch one another. I like hold hands, hug, much less a kiss on the cheek. I don't really remember them talking much with one another. My grandfather was a a very stern rancher in west, west texas and you know he didn't I, he didn't really talk to me much you know but he you know but they but that was their life their life was functioning and it yeah. functioned well they had six kids and he was a rancher and she you know every morning she got up and made pork chops homemade biscuits eggs bacon and cream gravy every morning. I want to marry it was, her. It was delicious. <laughs> Me too. But, and she didn't and she didn't have a dishwasher. and she had seven kids, you know, but they were but they functioned. They were highly functional. And then I think that when um, I think that when the industrial revolution sort of happened and, and people left the farm and ranch and moved into the city, then you had a, a differential within the marriage because you both you both weren't doing the function you you know unitedly. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure, so that, for sure so that then and when you know women started we started burning our bras and stuff, we were kind of like, you know I'm just not going to take it anymore than that and then that's when we started seeing divorce start to happen more and more because men have not, their role has really not changed for years. So, some tweaks, but women's role has really changed. So, yeah. you, you know, so we're in a whole new, uh, for me, when I got a divorce, I uh, no one in my family had ever gotten a divorce. All of my cousins, there were 19 cousins, none of them.
1: Oh, that had to be so hard, Janice.
0: That had to be so hard. It was so hard. And, you know, and and, and you know what? I just want to like
1: stay on that topic for one second because I do think that makes a huge impact on your outlook toward divorce. I know some people, because their grandparents were divorced and their parents were divorced, and they've got a couple of siblings that are divorced. Divorce is no big deal. Like, or not as big of a deal. Not, yeah. Not as you know. I, I got my parents got divorced. I survived. Our kids will survive. So, it's not like so. And then there's other people like you, uh, who came from you know this lineage of family, and you stay together, and nobody gets divorced, and you work through it. And for people like that, the idea, um of divorce and giving up or leaving or what how it's so traumatic it's so traumatic and it's that much more difficult it really is and i've seen both sides yeah yeah you know from divorce and and like my parents never got divorced but the last four years of my mom's life they weren't together and and I had a sister who was divorced before I got divorced. And it still, I mean, I had come from separation. I'd seen divorce and it still was devastating. I mean, the, it was really hard for me to think about. And it wasn't because I was afraid of making the family disappointed. I know you struggled with that a lot. Like, yeah, because your parents- your grandparents everybody had stayed together you really struggled with what are they going to think and mm-hmm. and I, I didn't i struggled with i struggled with the community more than anything because i had i'm a pastor and i stood on a stage and told everybody how to have a happy marriage and how to have a happy life and, and then yeah. you know and then all of a sudden yeah. like you know my i had nothing and i mean It it was, that's the part that was, I mean, I remember I've told this story on on this before. I remember writing the email um, to my Bible study of, you know, over 500 people on that list. And I mean, hitting send to that email was one
0: of the scariest things I ever did. Tova, I remember that with you too. I remember you doing that. And I remember how difficult that was because- they, they, they revered they revered you and they, they, they trusted you to be telling them the truth. And it was the truth. It was the truth. In your circumstances truth. were very different. Yes, it was your truth. It was my truth too. I never had any intention or idea that I would be getting a divorce. And you know, it's um, you know. I mean, it, sometimes and it I'm just sure happens. For you, it's calling your parents, calling your oh. parents.
1: Yes, yeah. but you I'm know sure what? For you. That was so hard.
0: Surprising, it was so hard. But my parents were like, "Whatever, we love you and we'll support you." I mean, there was no shame in my game at all with that. Yeah. And so, I have to say, I I was shocked at the grace
1: and the love um, that people had and, and, you know, people who now I counsel and talk with who are going through this and are worried about what people are going to think. I'd tell them, I said, let me tell you what's going to happen. They're going to get the news that you're going to get, that you're getting divorced. And then their husband's going to come home and you're going to say, and they're going to say, you're never going to believe this. Yeah. Uh, Sherry and Tom are getting divorced and, and your husband's we Oh my God, what happened? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, wow. That's surprising. I thought they had a perfect marriage. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I, I wonder what their kids think. And, and then, and then two seconds, like, so what do you feel like for dinner? Should we go get me casino or should we get yeah taco diner? I mean, that's how
0: that it's, it's a big fat, nothing to, to, to be <laughs> <laughs> no, they th- they think about us for about five seconds and then they go on with their life, which is exactly what they need to be doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And all this,
1: all this, you know, you know, angst that we put into what people are going to think, they're going to think about it for 30 seconds max. And then they're going to talk about, should we make spaghetti or go pick up Mexican? I mean,
0: yeah, it's true. It's really true. So what are some things, that if we wanted to uh, talk to people or with people a little bit about uh, fanning the flame as Kevin uh, identified, and Kevin, chime in here if you have some thoughts. But, um, no, but, I will. But, but you know, I the things that we can do, good. Because you are more, you're more recently married than Tova and I. And so, i is that the police? Oh, no, that's television. I was thinking, that was, that, never mind. Never yeah, mind. <laughs> you see, know what I was you thinking? See, yeah. that I was <laughs> you see Kevin's TV. <laughs> I'm like, what's happening here? They're yeah, yeah. coming from Kevin. Oh, <laughs> my. That's hilarious. But there the things that Kev. we can do, the, the things that we can do to kind of keep that, that fanning that flame, you know, what are your thoughts, Kev? Yeah, so I,
2: it's still so new for me, but even after, um, I'm not afraid to say this, even after just two years of marriage, though, you still, you know, there's not as much flame as like the day you got married, you know, you right. don't have the difference just in that amount of time.
1: And that's normal.
2: And so I don't have any tips or tricks yet in terms of banning the flame. So that's why I've been paying very close attention to this one.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll give you, I'm going to give you a little trick that you can put in your back pocket when you need it. Okay. Presence. Not P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. Presence. P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. Yes. (laughs)
1: i agree i agree always were presents presents are amazing guys never give enough presents
2: you're right girls love presents
1: and any girl who says they don't care about presents they're lying i agree i
2: think i totally agree i'm gonna get a present good before she comes back from grand saline
1: wait you broke up kevin what
2: Oh, I said I'm gonna get her present before she gets back from. Wait,
1: Grand I missed S- that.
2: What? 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 From what where?
1: You,
2: her parents live in Grand. When she gets C- back from Grand where? Grand, Grand Celine. That's where her parents live. It was for Father's Day.
1: And when does she come back?
2: Tomorrow, maybe tonight. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. So I got to think of something.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta definitely get a present.
2: As soon as um, I <laughs> tomorrow, again.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, one of the things that I think is really, one of the things that I recommend a couples do is that they take a, a every quarter that they take a little mini vacation or, I mean, it could be a big vacation, but even if you just go to a hotel and spend the night and and, you know, you are having, you have a really good dinner and then you go back to your room and have fun sex and in a different place. And especially if you have kids where you can just spend some time together, I really think that that is a, a present that we give ourselves as well as our partner, because it really is a, a, it is a flame fanner.
1: Oh, I, that's something that was on my list is plan date nights and change your zip code once a quarter. Yeah. That, I think that that's something I tell my God. And, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be anything, anything. You know, you don't have to go to the Bahamas every quarter. But, no. Or Cabo, or, but even just, you know, get, surprise your wife, surprise your husband with a night out at the Four Seasons, you know, plan. I mean, that's so fantastic. And let me tell you something that is a huge game changer. Yeah. Leaving your, Changing
0: your zip code, even for one night, does wonders for a relationship. It does. I had a client that did a really cool thing. She uh, checked in to a hotel and went to to a a florist and had put the key in an envelope and had one rose delivered to her husband at work with a note that said I'll meet you at the mansion room blah 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 and and then when and then she was there waiting for him when he got there so anything like that is just it's like a booster shot because we get I so used that. to our habits and our lives oh yeah know? and our
1: routines
0: and and it's so easy
1: to to forget it is so yeah. easy to forget you know I I if you think about it, like, you know, when, before Jesus died, he met with his buddies and he created communion and yeah. he, he created communion because he knew that it's our nature to forget. Yeah. And he said, every time you guys get together and have a little bit of bread and, and drink some Say wine, to me. remember me. Yeah. And, and I mean, even Jesus was smart enough to know, or, you know, Jesus taught us, he, he paved the way like in relationship, the easiest, one of the easiest things that we can do is forget. And one of the hardest things to do is to remember. Yeah, And, and so I always love and appreciate that example of remembering.
0: Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, way to remember to remember yeah is that and that's that's really important you know another thing is make sure that you guys one thing I recommend is that couples have a uh, especially newly married couples uh, is that they have a state of the union meeting every like Sunday about eight o'clock at night or or yeah. if they're later on when their kids are in bed. and just if if anybody's stressed about money or if they're bored or anything is that you really kind of become transparent. And I suggest that they do that for no longer than 30 minutes because it it That's doesn't good. and then you can be really vulnerable and be honest because a lot of times what happens in marriages, we don't talk about things. We think, oh, I shouldn't bring it up. Oh, they're gonna think I'm nagging or maybe somebody does think you're nagging. Oh, I'll never make him happy or, you know, but to be able to say, look, are you having enough sex? Or, you know, for somebody to say, I'm not having enough sex or I'm bored. I wanna go on a trip or whatever it is. So that, because vulnerability actually is what is the fertilizer for the roots of a relationship. And that's talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it.
2: My you know, I love this
0: the, one. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Kevle.
2: My State of the Union would just be very repetitive. It'd be like every Sunday night, it'd be like, I'm stressed about money and we don't have a <laughs> meeting adjourned.
0: <laughs> well, then what you might could say is, is, is there something that I could do that would make you want to have more sex or that would make sex more fun?
2: Well, a lot of it's my fault too. When I'm stressed, I just don't think about it. I just don't care about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That's something I got. So,
0: so this is so something... Be, oh, go ahead, Janice. I was just going to say, so if something comes up like that, that is a potential uh, problem or a potential a piece that's lacking, is then try to come up with... Then rather than just throw that out there, mm-hmm. is I encourage people to come up with like two or three solutions to that.
2: That's a great... You know,
0: and a lot of women don't feel like they're valued Absolutely. or cherished as much and so i'll say you know put a sticky note on the coffee maker that says hey i hope you have a great day or you know write on their mirror in lipstick or something whatever but it's just to, it's just to kind of keep that that little place right you know in between your ribs where you feel that butterflies towards that person to kind of keep that going
2: I could probably totally. come up with solutions myself too, just from having an open conversation about it. You know, exactly. Yeah.
0: Well. I,
1: yeah, For sure. I, I so in, I so encourage the couples that I counsel to do these check-ins. I call them check-ins, and whether yeah. it's every other week or every other Sunday, or you know, take take a Sunday morning walk, or and I I, I don't think you should do it on date night. You know, I think no, you should no, do it, no. Yeah. I think you should do it over coffee on a Sunday Uh morning or, and so I read this, I read this study that said that the happiest, not only the happiest couples and not only the healthiest couples, but the happiest and healthiest couples, um, they, they have, they share intimacy. And I always love how you say into me, you see, so they are seen by their partner emotionally Physically, sexually, intellectually, spiritually, uh, and spiritually, yes. And we've talked about this, and and then I add financial because I think finances are yeah. a really big part of conflict, yeah, in yeah. relationships. So to sit down and and have those six things as kind of your checklist of your check-in. Okay, how how are we doing emotionally? You know what, we're really not connecting and I've been feeling a little lonely lately. Like you you really don't ever tell me how beautiful I am anymore or uh gosh, we haven't had sex in two weeks. Like we gotta get, you know, we gotta say on our God, we used to hold hands and I really miss it. Or geez, honey, we've spent a lot of money this month. Like we gotta, we gotta, you know, slow down. So whatever it is, because what happens, and I totally agree with you, Janice, is especially women and a lot of men too. I can't even say categorically women, but we just keep things to ourselves. We don't want to be nags. We don't want to deal with the conflict and we don't want to fight. And so we keep it inside. But then what happens is when there is conflict, all that stuff that's been pent up comes out. Yeah. Well, you, well, you don't, blah, blah, blah. And so the scorecard that you've been keeping, it does eventually come up.
0: Yeah, and you know, if you can start those things, those sentences with the word I, and I know I've talked about this a bunch, but I am wanting, rather than say, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not holding my hand or showing me non-sexual touch, And rather than say that, which is a criticism, and then people tend to get defensive with that. But if you say, I want you, I want more non-sexual touch. And that would be like holding my hand, giving me a hug, you know, something like that. So that you try to be real political and diplomatic in the way you say it so that you are heard. And then you'll have a much greater chance of getting what you want. So yeah. I think all of those things are really important in kind of keeping that flame burning in a relationship because it's really not difficult. It's just, we have to be intentional, as you said, Tova, with what we're doing. And this, my intention is that this marriage is strong and good. It's not going to be perfectly strong and good. It's because you're just human. So, Yeah. So what do you do? Absolutely.
1: So what do you do? So if it's okay though, Janice, I, I, I have a few more. I wrote a few more down about, oh, okay. uh, about how to fan, fan the flame. Um, so I also wrote down um, that I think that we need to share gratitude and appreciation. A lot of times we're very grateful for things that our spouse does, that they pick up our laundry, that they always have dinner ready, that um, they work really hard, that they're such a good dad. But so we're observing all, all of these things, but we forget to express gratitude yeah. and appreciation. Yep,
0: like yeah, and, sure.
1: And I think just like, like keeping my gratitude journal, that practice of gratitude and appreciation, like, oh my gosh, that that is huge huge that's huge
0: yeah um so remembering good
1: point remembering yes that we have a lot to be grateful for in our relationships I mean there's a reason you picked this person and Uh, and they picked you and so you know remembering to be grateful um I wrote play together or try something new together Um, Uh I love playing with the people that I love and I love like Craig and I play so much like that's a huge connection for us we play golf we ride bikes we uh we love to play games with his family we like there's I mean he he and I both want to go skydiving at some point Mm -hmm. like we love to try new things we love to play together and that's a huge connection for us like I think about if something ever happened to us, those are the very things we love to cook together, you know? Right, um,
0: right, so right.
1: I think about my life without him. And I think about if if we were to break up or I didn't have him, I would really miss yeah.
0: how we play together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, Tom and I were talking so
0: I, about not- that over the weekend when we were water skiing because I, it was my first water ski for the season. And, um, and we both really you know we we love doing that together and it's really fun to sit on the boat after we've skied and we feel good and right now I can hardly move because I'm so sore after skiing but it you know but that's a really (laughs) any of those things will really help maintain your connection yeah that's great I'm glad you brought that up that's really good um, I, we
1: sort of touched on this, but I think it's really important, at least for me, is I really, you see in relationships over time, affection waning. Um, you know, you used to hold hands, you used to make out. And I understand that if you've been married 24 years, you're probably not going to have a huge out session like you did when you were dating. Um, so I think it's this balance of like, you know, I, I know that, there are a lot of people, and I can say that I know this because I'm single. And so, a lot of people who are married and have been married for a long time, they kind of fantasize about—not um, fantasize about being divorced, but fantasize about the, those new feelings that because I'm single and I date, I can, I have had because I've dated other people, and you know, I'm dating Craig, and we still have a very I mean, it's still very, even though it's been almost two years, it's still very new. And, right. And so my married friends are like, what is it like, you know, that they, and I am like, and I understand that because, you know, Topher and I were married 17 years and it just changes. It just, the the sexual chemistry changes. Um, and so it's a balance of like realistic you know what's realistic because the truth is, the chemistry in your relationship is going to change. Um, right. But you can still have like a really happy and healthy sex life. I mean, I know oh, people. of course, of course, you can. Yeah, married for a really long time, and so I think I think just like we talked about in those check-ins, physical touch is really important, and I think mixing it up sexually is really important. Um, keeping that, you know, just like, just like trying something new, try something new and bet. Like if you. Not with having, another couple. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or another Mixing it up. Unless that's how you roll. <laughs> then I'm right. all right with it.
1: <laughs> right. But yes, but yes, shake mm. up, shaking up your sexual routine, you know, and when you've been with the same person for a long time, it's easy. To go to the same place in the same position, do the same thing. And and all of a sudden, like that thing that was so new and so fantastic in the beginning just becomes like, you know, eating yeah. every morning for breakfast. Yeah. Like you don't, yeah. don't want to do that. Um, I I have two more on this one. I think it's really important to be thoughtful. Um it's really easy to like I love when Craig remembers like like he he, my kids are out of town this morning he texted me and he was like are the kids having fun what are what have they been doing that's so sweet you know yes and and that's such a simple thing but him being thoughtful or how did that conversation go with so-and-so or how are you feeling about your friend or you know just Remember, or how did your big meeting go? You know, just taking a real interest and being thoughtful about what the day-to-day is very meaningful to me. Um, and the last thing I wrote is we've got to make room for, for healing and forgiveness because we're going to mess up. You know, we're just human. And if you're going to be in a relationship you're going to
0: you're going to screw up and so
1: they're going to screw up yeah and
0: also make sure that you're saying you know what i apologize for what i said or i apologize for my tone of voice so own your stuff and then be able and then if you're hearing it i agree with you to be able to say i i get it you know it's okay You know, I mean, there are some things that are not okay, but, but most of them will be okay. Yes.
1: Most of them will be okay. And so just creating that space and that room for, for forgiveness and healing to be part of the relationship. And you know what, if, if they have done something so egregious that you can't forgive it or you can't move past it, you can forgive it, but you can't move past it. And be honest with yourself too but living in this space of like anger and and resentment and holding a grudge and like holding on to that is is not productive
0: we talked right about
1: that last week. right right for sure so those are all the with four how do you how do you prevent it from dying how do you fan the flame how do you how do you care for this relationship that is really 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 important that at one point was so, so important that you stood at an altar. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so let's move into if, if it's, if it's just waning a little bit, you've been married 12 years, you've got three young kids, you're tired. Um, money is, you're kind of strapped. Uh, you're You've got a lot of balls in the air. Uh, how do you continue to, how do you continue to make this relationship? Yeah, You forget, you kind of forget in those moments why you fell in love and what it felt like. Right. And, right. and you miss it. You miss like the good old days of yeah, falling in love. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, I think that you do those things that we've already talked about for the most part. I think our keeping the flame firing is the same thing that can rekindle it from the, you know, so taking action, I think to just sit in the fact that it is, that it is waning is gonna be dangerous because it's like a fire in, in, you know, if you're out roasting marshmallows and it starts to die and you don't, you don't stoke it. Or flame it, then you're going. It will die eventually. And so I think all of those practices. If if you're listening to the podcast, and if you you can you know go back and maybe get a pencil and paper and write down a bunch of the things that we talked about because we gave a lot of really specific activities, and um, and then you have a list of some do's that you can practice trying to try to get that going. Um, I think that it, there's, there's a saying that I love it's fake it till you make it. And a lot of times we are going to need to do that when you're in a relationship with someone, because you're going to have days of being annoyed and tired. And you may think I'm just over this. It's just the same old, same old or whatever. But you know, you, if you will fake it enough and be the initiator of those things that will be good for your relationship then eventually there's a very good chance that you'll come around and you'll be like oh that actually worked I do feel differently about this person or I do feel excited about staying in this marriage and you know until it's dead it's not dead and anything that you can do to keep it going will benefit you because it is serious, even though I'm divorced and you're divorced, it's serious and it is not fun and it is very difficult. And but if so, it's worth the effort to try is to get it going. Yeah, it is. You know,
1: I remember, I remember uh, one of Topher's friends when we were getting divorced. Um, we weren't divorced yet, but he had recently and in, in, in like two the last in the last two years before we were getting divorced uh and he said to Topher it's the worst thing I've ever gone through and I, if I were you I would do whatever you need to do to stay married because yeah it is you know when you're when when you're married this is a really important thing to say, for me to say, and I think it's a really important thing for people to hear. I think that when you have been married for a long time and the flame has either is either dwindling mm-hmm. or maybe it's gone out altogether and, and, and there's never, you know, it's just been this slow bleed, slow drip, like we talked about, you know, you start fantasizing. It's easy for people in that position to start fantasizing about, dating and oh my gosh it'll be so much fun and I get to go out and I get to do whatever I want and nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't do or or how how I can or can't spend money or and and you know you so you get divorced I never had those fantasies because I didn't really want to get divorced but I felt like I had to, I couldn't stay married so I had to get divorced yeah um there is nothing romantic yeah there's nothing I mean I remember nights Friday nights just you know I don't know it's like the first few weekends you don't have your kids and it's like like, what the hell is this like or I'd go out on a date and I'd be like it's the worst thing in the whole wide world like this is the worst thing in the whole wide world like and there are so many great people it had nothing to do with the guy i mean i've had gone out on a thousand dates with a thousand great guys a lot of work and it's a lot of effort and 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 you know in the second chapter of the bible god says it's not good for man to be alone like he created us to be together he we were created to be
0: together what to well, say? I was just going to say, it's not, it's not, I, I didn't hate being divorced. I didn't hate, I hated getting a divorce, but once I was divorced, I did not, I did not think it was awful at all. Oh, I did. I didn't like I it. Di- I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I was just, I, I. I was divorced 10 years before I met Tom and I went out with some guys that I, that I thought I was in love with a couple of them, but it wasn't. And, uh, and that, you know, that, I mean, that went in itself was hard, you know, I mean, it's not glamorous, I don't think, but I didn't, I was so at my, I was at such a bottom, 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 bottom that I, when I did get divorced, I did feel relieved.
1: Yes, and I did feel relief too. I just didn't like, I, I, I just didn't like, I don't know. I, I think there's this like fantasy of what being single and how much fun and oh my God, you get to do whatever you want. And, and maybe there's some people who really like that. And, and I'm not saying you're one of them, but I do know, you know, people who love to go out, love to party it up, loved it drink and uh, a lot and go
0: yeah I'm not I'm just not that girl and no I I didn't like that I did I just didn't hate being single yeah I I didn't I don't like it you know and it's not that and it's not that I'm dying to get married again
1: because I made peace with it you know I'm totally cool like yeah being but I I all day long I would much rather be like The fact that I'm in a relationship with Craig right now feels so much better to me. Oh, me too.
0: And like, oh, I like being single. If something happened to Tom, I'd never go out on another date. I didn't love the dating. I, I was, I was glad to get out of my marriage once I got to that point. But I, but it wasn't. I, I, I. It wasn't. Um, it it's not glamorous and it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm not a big party girl, clearly hit no. and, you know, no. it wasn't, uh, but I think that sometimes if that, if that does end up happening to people, you, 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 you can be okay. Oh, a
1: thousand percent. A Thousand percent, yeah. And sometimes you need to get out, like yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm just saying what I'm. Yes, a thousand. And then we're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just appreciating. It's not glamorous. I mean, you said it perfectly. It's right, right. It's not uh, any fantasy you have about it being, you know, and and I know a lot of people who. I mean I know a ton of people who've been divorced and you know they first get divorced and they kind of go a little hog wild with you know dating and hooking up and 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 then pretty soon that just gets old yeah 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 a lot of people do that and it does you kind of crave that that yeah for sure yeah yeah Okay, so we talked about how you prevent it. We, talk, we talked a little bit of how do you rekindle. Um, and this one is probably going to be the most difficult, at least for me to talk about. You're going to be way better to talk about this. Is what do you do if it's dead? Like this, this woman who emailed us, she talked yeah. about how, I mean, she's been married for a very long time, decades. Yes. Um, she has kids. She feels strongly about, um, she feels very strongly about the, fam- you know, she has a sense of family. She's got an yes. image. She talked about the image that yes. she, she wants to preserve because everybody thinks she has the perfect family. And so she's conscious about that. And And yet she has, her and her husband have not had sex for 15 years, in 15 right. years of their 32 years of marriage. And I mean, I was reading that and I'm thinking, okay, I wouldn't want to go 15 days, <laughs> <laughs> you know, without having sex yeah. with my husband, like who on earth could go 15 years? Like, what do you, what does she do? You know, nobody in her family has been divorced. She's got this image to hold up. She's her father's a minister. Yeah. She's got, yeah, she's got a lot to live up to and and yeah. she's scared to go but she doesn't want to stay and so I'm sure you've seen a thousand people like that on your couch What do you tell them Janice
0: well I mean I was one of those one of those people I yeah. couldn't even Huh? I didn't, I didn't go with, I didn't go 15 years without sex, (laughs) but, but there were, but there were a lot of times when I didn't, I mean, we might've had sex, but I wasn't really thrilled about it just because I felt like my marriage was ending and I felt like I was going to really kind of need to get out. And so I, um, but it was very difficult for me to make that decision. And, and I think that the, I think the biggest risk people have, if you are staying in a marriage that you really, really, really want to get out of, I think you want to be very careful about not getting real depressed. Because saying yes, when you want to say no, will oftentimes lead to depression. And there's a a fairly high percentage of women who commit suicide that they are, that was their way to get out of the marriage. It was the only way they thought they could do it. And I actually considered that myself. I drove around one day trying to figure out how I would do it. And I, and I, I, have talked about this before on the, on the podcast. I, I never really even thought about the effect on my children because I was in that, what we call the tunnel. When you start really contemplating that everybody would be better as a result of that. So let me tell you something, getting out of a marriage is really hard, but it's not that hard. It's not that hard that taking your life or being miserably depressed or having severe anxiety it's it's not worth it it is it is not worth it Mm -hmm. and I think then everybody it is not worth it no and my you know my parents once I told them they were they were so glad that I had told them and that I was getting out once they really understood what everything that had gone on and and so it I, ha- I was the one that had made up the story about, you know, I took God hates divorce and I took it to the nth degree. You know, I didn't, I understand that divorce is hard and it's not ideal, but I know that God loves me. And so absolutely. that's all I needed to know. You know absolutely. absolutely. And what the rest of the world thought about me and me getting out of my marriage was none, was none of, of business. Your business. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's where I learned that. But sometimes that is what is going to be the right thing for you to do. As difficult as it is. It's so
1: difficult. You know, I... I um, I heard from one, a, a friend of mine, I mean, uh, recently that 69% of the, of, of, people who go to therapy are in therapy because of things outside of their control. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their mom died. Their child is an addict their Uh, you know, the stock market went under and they've lost their fortune. So so 69% of people who go to therapy are in therapy because of something outside of their control. That right. means 31% of the people who are sitting on our couches control whatever is happening. It's really difficult. It's really difficult when you're in therapy for something that's out of your control. It's it's better. I think it's not better. I don't like that word. It's, you feel more in control, Kevin, you'll love that word. You'll feel more in control when it's the 31%, you know? And when I lost, when I lost my kids, you know, I was so sad, but I knew, I knew that there was nothing that I could do about this. Right, and I had taken them to every doctor that I had given them their medicine every day that I, I left no stone unturned for my children. Yeah. And so even though I was so sad when they died, I knew it was completely out of my control. I knew it. And I knew I did everything I could. When I lost my marriage, it was different. I was, in, I felt like I was in the 69% that this didn't have to happen. Like this was in our control. Maybe it wasn't in my control, but it was not in, in your our control. control. Like, he made, no, not in my control, but he had made these choices that were within his control right. that devastated our marriage. And at that made me getting divorced more difficult than losing my children because
0: well I can see that yeah because I thought you did this
1: you made this choice like you made these choices to 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 leave our family and leave our marriage and 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 that that made me very 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 angry and and that made, this sounds crazy because everybody says losing your child is the hardest thing that you've ever gone through. That made going through a divorce even more difficult for me than losing my children. Now, that being said, the whole reason I tell this is I got past it. I got through it. I got to the other side. It's so hard when you're contemplating it and when you're in it to, to believe that there are is going to be another day. Now, I'm not an advocate for divorce. I'm not saying leave your husband or leave your wife. That's not what I'm promoting at all. But if you are in a situation where somebody's not being faithful, where you're being abused, where addiction is not being treated, where you have these deal, you're, you're being hit or emotionally abused in any way and you're just scared to leave because of what people will think or what it's going to do to your finances or what, what your parents are going to say, like you can do it. That's all I can. That's, that's what I would say is, is, is I am not an advocate for divorce, but i I am also a huge fan of divorce. If there's lying and deceit and abuse and addiction. I mean, I, I, there are times that you need to go.
0: Well, and there, you know, I think that the, the thing that helped me with all of that was that what I, there were so many things that, that I was powerless over in my marriage. Him, we cannot change people. We cannot change, right. you know, so, understanding my powerlessness was huge for me because I realized that the only way he was going to change to the what I was needing in the marriage was for him to make that choice and once I got that then I thought okay I can I did have a part and I knew that I had a part in our marriage not being as good as it could have been and, but I also knew sure. that I could not control his choices, but I could control what my choices were gonna be from that point forward. And it is it is not a bed of roses. It is very, very, very difficult. Yeah,
1: I mean, it and is. And you've, you've you've watched your two girls go through
0: it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's very, it, it's not painful. It's so, so painful. <laughs> It is and there is life on the other side. there yes. is. And that's why I love telling people when they're getting a divorce or when they've just gotten a divorce to fo- just focus on yourself, focus on yourself. Be the person you want to be. Make a list of what you what you want your life to live, to be like. Go to school if you want to, get a job. you know, do all of those things to create the life of your dreams and then you'll focus on yourself. Yeah. And and then it can be better.
1: Yes, and it sure. does.
0: And I, yeah, I,
1: it's so hard to see that when you're in it. Yeah, it's so hard to believe when you're. I mean, you and I both talk about those those nights on the closet floor. You know, just sobbing, 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 sobbing. And yeah. if you have kids, it's even hated look in their sad eyes and you've got to deal with the guilt yeah of all of that I mean oh it's the worst but you what
0: your kids are fine yeah my kids are fine everybody lives through (laughs) it everybody (laughs) everybody
1: everybody (laughs) made it to the other
0: side yeah
1: they really did your parents oh, made it. Yeah,
0: Your girls my made friends it. My that thought I was just the devil. <laughs> yeah. They the made it. With they're you fine.
1: Want,
0: you want to know it's funny is my,
1: my friends were more mad that I was thinking about staying
0: than my, they were. My, now my best friends too, they were like,
1: what? Get out. <laughs> my friends were more mad about me crying about I don't know what to do. And they're like, (laughs) it's clear what you should do. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah,
0: but it's it's, it's not black and white. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's 50 shades of gray. (laughs) It's 50
1: shades of gray. It is. And you know what?
0: But if
1: you are married and if you are in a relationship, take care of it. Really, like, take care of it. you did not you did not go to the altar to one day go to a courthouse. and going to the courthouse sucks.
0: It's, yeah
1: it's but if you but
0: if you need to, then you go to the courthouse. yes, but
1: absolutely. Janice and yeah. I. And if everybody else hates you, we will love you. Yeah, we will. <laughs> for sure.
0: <laughs> Kevin, too. Kevin will love you too. Kevin will love you too. Oh, no matter what. <laughs> no, thanks, Kev. No, Man, no you didn't say what. anything
2: hardly. Exactly
0: right.
2: <laughs> oh my God, these guys were fixing yeah, my car. What'd
0: you learn?
2: These guys were blowing me up the what? entire time who were fixing my car. Did
0: they, well, did they fix it?
2: They did fix it. It's already back out. Yay!
1: Yay! Good. Okay, so Kev, That's what'd good. you learn?
2: But That's all right.
1: Kev, as a newlywed, what did you learn?
2: That I'm in pretty good shape, honestly. <laughs> oh, good.
0: There you go. Right That's on. enough. <laughs>
2: That's the best
0: answer you could give. It is. It's perfect. <laughs> well i love okay.
1: y'all love you too i'm gonna
2: take that present and
1: i loved this conversation me.
0: yeah it was oh, great yeah. present. Present. Hope it's present 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 kevin
1: yep. lots
0: of presents <laughs> <laughs> it'll pay off i
1: promise i hope everybody has an amazing <laughs> week thank you so much me too Oh, yes it is
0: thank you so <laughs> much for listening we
1: we love and appreciate
0: all of our listeners. We hope you have an we amazing day. Really we really do. Yes. Okay, bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye, Kev. Bye, Janice. Bye, Toba Bye, Kevin.